Welcome, Raider fans, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to show 98, and we're running on a dream. We're running on a dream that our Oakland Raiders will get it together this season and start winning some football games. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. And if you get wrapped up in all the garbage, then you're going to get wrapped up in the negative vibe that every sports agency, especially ESPN, is barking out like spewing crap. Raider bashing has gone to a whole new level. There are comedy outtakes about the Oakland Raiders. I mean, I know it feels that way as a fan, but I tell you what, no one's bashing the Niners for losing. No one's bashing the Browns nor the Lions. So I just want to know if all the haters have any... How can I say it? Have any idea how obvious they are? Raider haters are obvious. You can see it if you're a fan. It's as clear as day. When you point it out to people, though, I'm sure they're getting tired of hearing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody's against the Oakland Raiders. Well, as a Raider fan, we know it. And believe me, it is not a controversy. Okay, Raider fans, welcome to show 98. And I just went off on a little tangent, so there you go. Today's show will include... Jerry Porter, what will we do? A little take on Art Shell's last speech and uh, last recording in front of the press. We'll talk about Walter. Is he ready or what? And just right now, let me just interject this. Doug Gabriel looked awesome playing for the Patriots. He caught a touchdown, three other receptions with definite first downs. I think three first downs he made by himself. Does that sound familiar, Raider Nation? Well, it should because... That's our man, Gabriel. I'm just so flipped out still about that trade. It just blows me away. And just to have it slapped in your face at this great time in our uh, season is not very, very cool. We'll talk about the Browns a little bit, and also we'll go over the comments forum section. And another tangent let me go off on right now, Raider Nation. The Bengals, who beat the doggone Steelers yesterday, uh, incredibly um, played well, took advantage of everything, every every turnover and every advantage. It was a very close game, by the way. But linebacker Thurman, who was already suspended for substance abuse four games, this was his last game, gets a DUI. And his second, second substance abuse um allegation I'll say at this point could throw him out of the NFL unfrickin believable Travis Henry was in the car yeah too absolutely guess what time 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning and nothing my friends happens good at 3 a.m. so if you're out there at 3 a.m. you know there's trouble a brewing and it always gets one of these guys just think they have enough money for a cab you think yeah, I think so. There was talk about someone made a bong out of an apple, too, which was kind of a joke, I'm sure, but I'm not surprised if that was the case. Travis Henry, of course, during the DUI examination, puked, rolled out with a puke 
out of the window, out of the back window in front of the patrolman, as noted on their report. This is the Bengals. Do you imagine if it would have happened to the Raiders, even now, losing? Do you think we'd make national news? Well, hell yes. I'm one, one thing that I am surprised about in this particular story is we were not mentioned. That's what I think is pretty funny. So let's get on to the show. Here we go. Okay, here's a story about Porter. The Porter fiasco, as reported by, if I'm trying to find his name, it's an article in the Inside the Bay Area. One of the things that this particular reporter liked about Brett Jones was when he was playing, he played with his head. It was always set squarely on his shoulders. His assessment Friday of Raiders' Jerry Porter situation was dead on. Have an adult exchange and, if need be, acknowledge you're not going to see eye to eye. For for crying out loud, let's move on and play football. I know where both sides are coming from. Shell wants to manage the team and have the in-charge kind of thing. Given the state of the Raiders in recent years, it's a message that must be sent and received. In my opinion, Porter is not a bad guy. What he is is a smart ass with an attitude and a mindset that... Right where you might remember from the 60s, always question authority. That's the way he is, and he never gives in. Well, what does that say to me? To me, Raider Greg, that means he's a spoiled-ass bastard. Excuse my last word, but he's just a spoiled-ass. And that's all. He's been coddled his whole life. Okay, so let me go back to the article. The more pressure placed on someone like Porter, the more he fights back. Okay, here's what the situation should be. It should be someone that can get Shell and Porter together. How come it hasn't happened? Someone like Gene Upshaw, the head of the Players Union. Do you think he might want to come in and help resolve a situation that is desperately crying for help? I think between Gene Upshaw, Art Shell, and Jerry Porter, things could change. At the very least, they should get him to play football. For at least one game, if that's all he's here before he gets traded. We need Porter on the field as much as I hate this punk, and that's just the way it is. I don't understand why they don't keep him on the field. Doggone it, this is the night this is the year's two thousand and six for crying out loud. Let's get it together. We're in a modern age. Why don't we all sit down as modern guys and figure this problem out and get it together? Gene Upshaw, we need you, baby. Get here to Oakland, handle your business. And get Jerry Porter to stop being such a punk, buy into the system, and play some doggone football for the Oakland Raiders so we can win some doggone games. Okay. Sorry, got a little emotional there, but that's the way things go. Okay, let's talk about this. Rookie lineman Booth replaces McQuiston. Well, Booth is a pretty mellow guy. He's huge. He's monstrous. And he's been playing pretty good football. They put him in during the Raiders game and took McQuiston out. And the line seemed to hold. Just like any integral part of an engineered structure, you have to have strong members in it to make it hold up. It looks to be that Booth has been just that type of material to shore up the structure of our offensive line. Based on what we saw in the last part of the game, it looks like we were getting some time from Booth on the offensive line. 
Hopefully they can work on this, this doggone buy anyways, and get it together. Booth, though, as a personality is pretty cool. He's a mellow guy. He doesn't have much to say, but when he says it, it means a lot. He's been exposed a long time to this position, and Booth said he's just waiting for his opportunity. He had trouble with his weight when he was younger. The weight trouble is gone because that went with youth and not understanding how to work out. And obviously, if you look at this guy, he is huge and he is solid. Um, he just said he's waiting for his, his uh, opportunity. When he got a chance to play, he was like going from high school to college and then from college to the pros. It's just the next step, he says. It hasn't been too bad, he says. Football is football. I like his attitude. I like his approach. He seems like a pretty mellow guy and something that we could use on the offensive line. I bet he's not too mellow up there, though, because he had to take on the likes of, you know, Ray Lewis. He was up there doing it, and he was holding his own as per shell. So I think Booth is going to get the shot. Uh, McQuiston's not out of the picture. He just needs to have some more time and some more, some more work. And maybe they'll switch him in and out depending upon packages that they use. So offensive line, I say it's going to be better. I say it's got to be better got to be better for the Raider Nation. It's got to be better for the Raiders in general because we depend on that doggone line for everything. For the run game, which is absent. For the pass game, which is absent. Six total points in two games. Need I say more? Okay. Walter. Now, I think Walter, as a personality, is he ready to play? You bet your ass. Do you know why I think he's ready to play? All you need to do is look at this kid's face on game day. I've seen it. I've seen it in the preseason. I've watched him. I've watched him bark out orders to the offensive line, to the team in general and the huddle. And this kid is on fire. He has a commanding presence, not only there in the huddle, but he makes it happen out on the field. He takes a hit, stands right up, and gets right back to work. This kid is the real deal. I think he's sharp. I think if he, he's given the weapons that he needs to have by the offensive coach, Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh. <laughs> can be successful. Um, so Walter was officially named as the Oakland Raiders week four starter. Unsurprisingly, he responded, I'm just trying to be myself and I'm a pretty relaxed guy. So calmly, number 16 puts on his helmet and slowly inches closer to the field to share in the eyes of 250 pound linebackers like Ray Lewis. This kid is a gamer. I like him. I think he's got a lot of moxie. I hope that Tom Walsh gives him the opportunity and the plays that he can do and be successful um, with this offensive line. Now, here's, here's Walters saying, I just like to look at it as a game against Cleveland, Walker said. I just roll with the punches. Whatever happens, I want to play good football and give our team an opportunity to win. The biggest thing is getting this offense going in the right direction. Listen to this kid. He's, you know, he's a sharp guy. Based on re recent history, though, next week or two made me more to Walter than he liked to admit. 
because this is his opportunity to shine, man. This is his opportunity to take a first role and go in the NFL. And you got to take him as you get him. To Yasasobo got starts, but because of his bad performances in his starts, he's now third string. Walter does not have the opportunity to do that. Let's hope that Tom from Brokeback, Idaho, <laughs> Mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh, gets it together and gives this kid an opportunity to be successful. That leads me into the Jerry Porter story, which I told you before. Jerry Porter needs to be on the field to make it good for Walter to be successful. That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about Art Shell, shall we? If anybody listened to Art Shell's post-game press conference for the Ravens game, Man, could you see someone more depressed? Could you see someone more emotionally down? Not out. He was kind of pissed, but he was very solemn in his response to questions. But he was very honest in those response to questions. I love Art Shell. I love the way he represents the team. I love his spirit because I know what he wants to do, what he says he wants to do, he wants to do. I know when he talks about the players being upset and holding themselves more accountable than we possibly could, I know that's the truth because he's a truthful source. He's a, he's a man that has dignity and respect and is honest for the first time in several coaches. He lets it lay where it is. He talked about all the mistakes that were made. He talked about the snaps. He talked about the integral mistakes that happened. He talked a little bit about the successes. He talked about Walter moving the ball very well. But he talked about consistency in the basics. I think that Art Shell is a great coach. I can't say the same for Tom Walsh, but I think Art Shell is a hell of a man. And I think as the Raider Nation, we definitely need to stand behind Art, and hopefully this moron, Tom Walsh, won't get him fired again. Because I think at the heart of this team is a good leader, and his name is Art Shell. Okay, Raider Nation. A little bit about the Browns, because I'm going to do a whole Browns pregame, but let me just tell you about the Browns right now. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? The Browns mean business. The Browns that we thought we were going to beat last year, that we lost a total of from nine to seven. We got seven, they got nine, and they beat us. Okay? That same team is coming back to Oakland, but they are better. They are bigger and badder. They took the doggone Ravens to task and had them beat all the way to the last second of the game when the Ravens, or the Crows, got an opportunity to score a field goal. The Browns are not an easy win. If you looked on your schedule like many people did at the beginning of the season and said, oh, the Browns, that should be an easy win, I want you to look back at that and take a second look, but first look at the team. If you could see highlights of the Browns game against the Ravens, 
you have a real serious reason to be concerned about our Oakland Raiders on Sunday. That's not to say that we can't beat their ass, because we can. And I will tell you why when we do the pregame show coming up in a couple days. from Raider Take, Sean from the RaiderTake.com, part of the Black Flag Network. He did a little story which is very cool because if any of you have looked back at the Raiders.com and checked out the multimedia portion, go to the Tom Walsh interview and listen to our offensive coordinator, Ramble. Listen to him ramble and roll. He reminds me of a drunk at a bar holding, just imagine a a cocktail in his hand as he's talking about football, because that's what it reminds me of. But I've tangented off again. Let me get back to the article. It says, no more chicken, you know what. And what it means to me is no more chicken shit from Tom Walsh. A few months ago, as Raider Nation podcast recently reminded me, Tom Walsh made... The following comments when asked about pending introduction to the latest defensive schemes. There are a couple few wrinkles that change. It's like serving chicken. I mean, one day it's fried and one day it's grilled. The next day it's chicken marsala and the next day it's chicken something else. But it's still chicken. They still got 11 guys out there. Hmm. That's what Tom Walsh said. Now, those of you who hang around these parts, (laughs) then I am an eternal optimist. Nevertheless, I'm going to pretend that chicken, you know what, is chicken marsala. And that's what we've seen on our offense the past two games. It's nothing but chicken, you know what, or chicken shit, is what I'd say. Uh, Raider Greg at the Raider Nation podcast. For example, we haven't completed a single pass to a running back so far this season. That's right. Tom. Lamont Jordan caught 70 passes last year, or an average of 4.4 passes per game over a 16-game season, and Jordan missed a few games last year, so he actually averaged a full five receptions per game played. He is an established threat as a receiver, a threat that has been oddly ignored so far this year. Boy, Sean, I sure do feel this article because I feel the same way. Since passing to running backs are typically short dumps and sideline swings, they should be considered as an antidote for the Raiders' core offensive problems, inability to protect the QB as longer plays develop. Correct. I'm not going to say that passes to our running back there are our lone cure for our ills, but they should surely be in our medicine bag, right? I agree, Sean, man. You got the right thing on here. You need a few crucial ingredients. You need linemen who can protect. You need a quarterback with a mature instinct. You need a running back that can blast through holes without hesitation. You need a collective and unyielding toughness across the board. Unfortunately, we're a little short of these ingredients right now. Sorry, Sean, I destroyed this thing. So how about getting our running game back and involving the passing game? 
How about some shotgun formations? How about a trick play or two? How about hurrying the, to the line and advance the tempo a little bit? How about some play-action passes or rollouts? How about not a seven-step drops in our own end zone? That's no shit. It's not like the result can get any worse. The question is, does he have the chops to devise some new recipes? Let's hope so. Chicken still may be chicken, but in retrospect, Walsh's comments sound cavalier and out of touch. Coffee is still coffee, but it has become much more complicated and sophisticated over the past 15 years. The same goes for poultry dishes and the NFL. So go ahead and cook me some chicken, but I want it I want mine free range with rosemary garlic, lemon butter and a dash of salt with a side of herbal couscous and a glass of Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir because Kentucky Fried just ain't cutting it right now. I love it. Thank you, Sean. I hope it didn't destroy it too bad, but damn. That's a great take, and it says a lot about what we're going through right now, especially our offense. Let us depart to the comments forum section, shall we? <laughs> okay, let's see now. We talked about... Walls, we talked about the Mad Ox. Let's see. Jorge Fernando Lopez Nieto comes in. Down but not defeated. Yeah, everybody says we're the worst team in the league. Screw them, he says. Remember 1983? Unfortunately, I do. They started 0-2 and then won the Super Bowl. Okay, we won't win the big game this season, but I think we can pick at least 8-8 eight and eight up. If we can do that, we will be on the right track. The bye week comes at the very best time. Walter can get better, and he'll be the guy to take us back to the top. We must stay true, support our guys, and I'm sure things will change for the better. That is correct. George Fernando Lopez Nieto. Right on, brother. I agree 100%. New York Tommy Rada comes in. News. I'm at work eating my lunch, watching NFL Live, and... This is what I heard. The Lions are interested in Jerry Porter. I didn't um I didn't hear what they were willing to give up. We worked out Tommy and Maddox. Da 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 da. da. Why? <laughs> As a backup, I hope. And yes, I did hear that. And I certainly I certainly let that go because Tommy Maddox, the Maddox didn't make it. Okay, CNY Raider fan comes in QB. I haven't seen anything on the ESPN website, the Raiders website, confirming Todd Maddox as a QB for the Raiders. Nope, they didn't sign him. So far, I can't tell you. Ten minutes from now, they could sign a guy. I don't know, but I hope they don't. And he, you're saying, of course, you think it's just something that ESPN has been smoking again. Yes, I cannot stand ESPN. They are haters for sure. Somebody in there hating us big time. And uh, anyways, I did write you a, a reply about that because that's the way it is. Raider Mike comes in with Doug Gabriel. He just made a great TD catch for the Pats, and we're freaking around with Alvis Witted. What a joke! I'll just say it, too. This is explicit. Please get the kids, close their ears, whatever. What are we fucking around with Alvis Witted for? 
No shit. Because that pisses me off to no end. Alvis Wooded is a joke for sure. Raider Mike, I agree 110%. Uh, and what's this thing with Porter? We should get that fixed. And Alvis Witted as number two has to go. Amen. Man, I can't stand Alvis Witted. He is showing his true colors. And he's showing his true colors. That's all I got to say. Alvis Witted um, sucks. And that's the name of that game. Okay, so let's get back up to here now. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I get all emotional about this stuff. Raiders 46 come in. Perspective in the bye week. Well, at least we didn't lose this week. Ah, I think that's pretty funny. I hear that from a lot of other fans. At least we didn't lose this week. Yeah, I just watched Doug Gabriel playing for New England as well. Sadly, he looked great. I wonder who the Fulbright Scholar was who architected that deal. I agree with you 100%. Did we get our pocket picked or what? That's pass catching talent we could use. Huh. Peace out. I agree 100%, man. Doug Gabriel, I watched him play, and sadly, he played an awesome game <laughs> because I'm telling you, man, that was a stupid move. Sorry. Sorry, I get emotional. Man, that was a shitty move. Raider 46. And another thing he says I was just reading the Doug Gabriel thing. It's odd to me not to see him in silver and black. I heard the Raiders' Doug Gabriel. Now it's ex-Raider Doug Gabriel. Same with Jolly in New York. I get real tired of us trading away our talented receivers, and we yet we get stuck with putts like Porter. Even though he's riding pine, he's still getting paid. Am I right? Yes, he is. Friggin' ridiculous. Yes, that's absolutely friggin' ridiculous. And um, we got to make him play. The Doug Gabriel trade still baffles the holy crap out of me. The whole idea that Alvis Witted is our number two receiver, that is another questionable thing. I I want to say Tom Walsh, uh, but I, I just hope not, man, because it just freaking kills me. It kills me. It kills the Raider Nation. It kills us all. Um, and I, I don't get it. And it certainly shows on our last game we couldn't get a first down. Uh, we didn't have the right guys out there making plays happen. And Doug Gabriel, man, he was a he was a good guy. And I wish the best for him over there. I wish him no ills over at the Patriots because he's going to do a lot of great things for that team. And sadly, we'll have to watch it, which is really sad. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now, we're looking forward to Doug Hopkins coming out to the Browns game this coming weekend. Yes, he is coming Sunday, October 1st at 1.15. We will be in our seats at the Oakland Coliseum cheering on our Oakland Raiders against the Browns. The dog pound. That's who they are. We got to take them out, man. We got to take the dogs down. We got to let the dogs out. Get the dogs out of the Coliseum with the big fat zero. That's up to our defense. Like I said, I'll talk more about it on my next podcast, of course. Thank you so much for listening. I am Raider Greg, and I 